Hello, everyone, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Tuesday, December 28th, 2021. I'm Mike Cachopoli, here doing one more show from San Diego, as long as my flight isn't canceled. I understand that we've had hundreds of flights canceled every day due to the vaccinated staff of airlines, the vaccinated pilots, and the vaccinated flight attendants coming down with uh, most likely is uh, 80% chance of being Omicron at this point um, and calling in sick. I wonder if they have to have proof of a positive test because this would be a very convenient way on Christmas and around the holidays just to call in sick and say, oh, I, I think I have or I tested positive for and then they don't have to come in. So I wonder how that's all settled. But uh, the fact of the matter is, most of these airlines are, what, 95 to 100 percent. Some airlines are 100 percent vaccinated. And yet all these people are calling in sick, flight attendants, crew, engineers, all vaccinated. All of them vaccinated, getting COVID anyway. And yet a moron like Anthony Fauci once again says, see, this is how Anthony Fauci not only stays in the spotlight, but gets you on his little his little satanic hooks that he has, his hooves. What he does is he'll come out, he's done this about 17 times already since beginning of last year when he said that uh, we should have testing in order to go on domestic flights. And over the last year, he has said several times we should have vaccines mandates to go on domestic flights the way they do in Justin Trudeau's nutty Canada, nutty, free Canuck land. Um, But then he'll say, like a, a day later, well, I don't think it's going to happen anyway. So he plays with you, see? He plays with you. He wants a toy with you if you're not vaccinated. He wants to be evil. He wants to, he wants to destroy you, okay? That's what he wants to do. He wants to destroy you mentally and physically. So he'll say, oh, yeah, I, I, and I think we should really consider vaccine passports for airlines to fly domestically. And he'll say, but I don't, I don't, think, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think. And that's why he's done that constantly. He's done it several times over the past year. Several times. This just happened again. Yet two days ago, a news story comes out that says he's calling for them. And today, a news story comes out saying it's not going to happen. You see, that's what he does. That's what he does. He wants to torture you. He's a torturer, like Dr. Mengele. That's what he is. He's Dr. Mengele. He's a torturer. That's, he's, not a, he's not a healer. He's a torturer. He instills fear in patients. He instills fear in the public in order to get them under his grip and under his power. That's what Dr. Mengele did. That's what Dr. Mengele did. There's just a fine line between what Fauci, what Mengele could do and what Fauci can do, you see, because of something called the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and the fact we live in the United States of America and not Germany. You see, that's the, that's the, old, that's the fine line right there, people. That's the fine line. That's why you should really, you know, I've never been an American flag person. You know, oh, patriot, you salute the flag, look at the flag, you know, worship the flag, uh, you know, you can't burn it. I've never been one of those people. But now I want you to understand, when you look at that flag, look at that flag, next time you're at a sporting event and they do the national anthem, the obligatory national anthem, look at that flag and understand that's why Fauci can't be Mengele. That's why. The only reason why. Because you know he would do it if he can get away with it. He would love to do it because he's a sociopath, just like Mengele. He's a psycho. Not even a sociopath is too nice. He's a psychopath, just like Mengele. So just understand that flag is what separates us from Nazi Germany and only that flag. Oh, all of a sudden I'm feeling patriotic here because I'm in San Diego. I'm in military land. 
I'm in Militaryville. I'm feeling so patriotic. That'll end once I get back to San Francisco, I'm sure. But right now, I'm just feeling patriotic. I'm in a patriotic state of mind. You can't be in a New York state of mind because New York now has more cases of, of COVID than Florida has ever had at one time. So, you know, there are all these stories about how the cases are exploding in Florida. You know, record, they like to use record numbers of cases in Florida. But they won't talk about the record number of cases that are happening in New Jersey and the record number of cases happening in New York. And by the way, New York and New Jersey, from gate to gate, from March of 2020 till now, have always been worse than Florida. Much worse than Florida. In fact, they've been in the top five, if not the top two, for deaths from wire to wire. 20 months. Where Florida, like California, about the same middle of the pack. But they won't talk about that. They won't talk about how New York City, L.A., and San Francisco are seeing a record number of cases, more cases than they've ever had. Now, of course, they'll talk about Florida cases and not the cases in blue cities. But we know why, because they want to try to destroy DeSantis and defame DeSantis. But, but... It's all bullshit because it's cases, and we can no longer count. We have we shouldn't have been, we shouldn't have been counting cases for, for for months and months now, but especially with Omicron, because cases will explode because it's most likely two or three times more transmissible. So everyone's going to get it. Everyone's going to get natural immunity, but no one's going to the hospital. No one's dying. That's the point. It should be hospitalizations and ultimately deaths that matter, not cases. With Omicron, with a mild variant, you cannot count cases anymore. So it really doesn't matter that cases are exploding in Florida or New York or New Jersey or California, but it does matter that the media, the left-wing media, CNN, MSNBC, everyone but Fox and right-wing talk radio, has to emphasize and write a story when it happens, when it hits the meter in Florida, but they don't write the story when it hits the meter in New York, <clears throat> or New Jersey, or California. And that's, of course, the hypocrisy. And that shows that they're not fair and balanced, that they're fake news and biased. I mean, it's just, there's no doubt about it. We know this. We know this. We really do. There's zero doubt about it. All right, I'm going to piss off some people now. I'm going to piss off some people. I'm going to talk in a few seconds about... about about uh, hey Samsung, I don't want to uh, I don't want to verify my account. Damn it! What is it with Samsung with verify? I don't want a Samsung account. Do you need a Samsung account? People write to me. Do I need a Samsung account? I don't understand why. What's the big deal? Every two days, I get this alert on my phone that I need to verify my Samsung account. What does it get me? Does it get me anything? Anyway, I digress. Um, what we really, <laughs> what's important right now is to talk about Donald Trump a little bit. Because he's pissing people off. He's pissing off a lot of his supporters by constantly talking about the vaccine. Now he won't even shut up about it. Now, now that Biden gave him the salute on the vaccine, he won't shut up. He won't shut up about his Operation Warp Speed when the vaccine has failed. It, every, time, every time he gives a speech, it's failed even more between speeches. He has to shut up about this. But you know what? He's abandoning... But it's his only, it's his big accomplishment, he feels. And he's too proud to admit the vaccine's failed. He's too proud to admit rushing a vaccine for something they shouldn't have been a vaccine for to begin with was wrong, and it failed. I mean, it's his, what he considers his great achievement that he's now even getting credit from for Democrats, who, of course, it's in their best interest to say the vaccines are working when not also. And believe me, if it was not in the Democrats' best interest that the vaccines worked, they would be talking endlessly about him not working and it's Donald Trump's fault. And you know that. But politically, they're on the same sides here. But he's pissing off his people. He's giving speeches where he talks about he got the booster and they're booing him and he's not getting it. And he's losing supporters 
which is a good thing because he shouldn't run for office anyway. So I'm glad people are finally seeing that he's full of shit and that it should be Ron DeSantis in, in 2024. Yes, it's great that Trump is not for the mandates and passports, but he doesn't talk about that enough. All he talks about is, is the vaccine, the vaccine, like it's been a great success. When we know he talks about fake news, he's doing fake news. It's just not true. They've been an epic fail, an epic, epic fail. And he's doing Baghdad Bob bullshit, saying they're not. But like I said, I'm glad he's losing supporters. People are coming to my side, the DeSantis side. And believe me, those Trump supporters might be upset right now and disappointed, but this is better for them in the long run because Ron DeSantis is better for them in the long run because he'll be a stronger candidate and a better president. And yes, he, I think he's going to run. He's saying he's not. Obviously, he's running for re-election, of course, in 2022 for Florida governor. But then shortly after that, he will announce he's running for president. Maybe six months later, he'll announce he's running for president. If it even takes that long. They all say that. Who says three years out, I'm running? No one does. Nobody does. Even Trump isn't saying whether he's running or not three years out. So they either say, I don't know, or I'm not. And then they change their minds to yes, most of the time. And yeah, that'll happen. And then people are worried about what will happen in Florida. Who will take over? But let's hope that Floridians see the difference between having a Republican and Democrat governor. And even though they're a very mixed purple state that go back and forth, hopefully they don't elect a Democrat ever, if not for, for at least for a very long time. Because I don't think they want to be California. And any Republican running uh, for DeSantis's spot needs to say that. Do you want to be California? Do you want to be Florida, what we are now, or do you want to be California? Do you want to be New York? That's up to you. Look at Democrat, and we'll be California, New York, overnight. And I think that's the winning message for any Republican running anywhere, to tell you the truth. So I think, uh, I think DeSantis will run for president, and I don't think we can really worry about what happens in Florida. I mean, I think it's much more important for the guy, guy like that to be president of the United States. Think of how Think of what Biden's done federally with uh, COVID and how much power the president has. Speaking of which, now Biden says after a year, well, it's not a, not a federal thing. The state's got to run it. Not a federal thing. So he's admitting that his mandates are illegal, unconstitutional. If he's saying it's not a federal, the federal government can't cure this, that the states have to take the lead, then he's admitting all of his mandates, all of his federal mandates should be thrown in the garbage pail, that the states have the right to decide. Now, of course, the Democratic states will decide the wrong thing and they'll put in the mandate and Republican states will decide the right thing and not. But he's saying now, after a year of doing all these federal mandates, that the federal government cannot cure this, that it's not the responsibility of the federal government, it's the state's responsibility. What he's really saying, though, is that politicians can't stop a virus. No shit, Sherlock. Of course, politics can't stop a virus. Of course, mandates can't stop a virus. Of course, mitigation methods aren't going to stop a virus. And the proof is in the pudding, as they say. Has it? Has it? Has it stopped the virus? Has it ended COVID? Has it stopped variants? Has it done anything? Has it, has it, has it stopped the cases? No, of course not. The only thing that's stopping hospitalizations and death is the weakening of the virus, the natural weakening of a virus. Once again, as a good science uh, scientist uh, friend of mine says, 19 to 24 months is the usual period for any virus. 19 to 24 months of, of, uh, of, uh, <clears throat> of strength. And then they fade away. And that's exactly what's happening. We're exactly in the 19 to 24 month period where this virus is fading. So nature will, will kill this virus. Not, pol- not politics, 
not a governor, not a president. And this is like the first step in Biden kind of trying to admit that, but not really admitting it, pushing it off to the states. But once again, if you're pushing it off to the states, then you're saying that all of your federal shit you've done should be struck down, should be thrown out. And of course, we know it should because it's all unconstitutional because this is a state's rights issue. It is a state's rights issue, period. So let's get to some stuff on. Well, let me talk a little bit about uh, about San Diego here. So as I mentioned yesterday, masks are pretty much all over the place. A little bit better. I've been in a couple of restaurants where they're not do- a lot of people aren't doing the, you have to walk in with the mask, but then take it off when you sit down. You know, the science behind that, you know. The, the, the virus doesn't care if you're sitting down eating, but once you stand up, the virus takes hold. You go to the bathroom, very bad, a lot of virus spread. You know, all that nonsense. They're not doing that here. I've noticed very few people going into restaurants with masks on, very few people getting up and going to the restroom wearing a mask. I didn't. I haven't, and no one told me. No one told me to wear a mask here at all, by the way. Yeah, I've had no... I've had nobody tell me to put a mask on. So that's, you know, that's a unique thing to begin with. So it is a little bit better here than San Francisco. It's not great because it's still California. And, you know, Newsom did his, you know, a couple of weeks ago did his statewide mandate again, reinstating it. And so there's probably more people wearing them than there were before December 15th. But it's not as bad. Now, I was at the zoo yesterday. I went crazy running around the zoo. I walked around the zoo so much. It totally wiped me out. It killed me for the fleeing. That's it. I can't do any more walking. I walked around this zoo. This zoo is so big. This zoo is like Disney World. Not even Disneyland, Disney World. If you've never been to the San Diego Zoo, you should go. And I did something this year that I, can't, I haven't been to a zoo in decades. I can't remember the last time I went to a zoo. And this year, well, in the past six months, seven months, I've been to two freaking zoos, the two biggest zoos in the country, Omaha and San Diego. Why? I don't know. But uh, that's what I did. So I've been to the two biggest zoos in the country, the two best zoos, always ranked one and two, by the way. It goes back and forth. I don't know what decides what's one and what's two. But I've been to the Omaha Zoo and the San Diego Zoo in the same year, and they're both huge. I mean, you can't – I feel bad for people who can't walk because you really need to walk. It's tough not to walk. I mean, they have, you know, transportation, but it drops you off, and then you still have to walk. You have to walk a lot regardless, no matter what. You want to see the nice animals, you have to walk around. And uh, at the zoo, there was a frightening number of people wearing them outdoors. You know, much of the zoo's outdoors, they tell you you're supposed to wear the mask when you're in an indoor area. But people are wearing them outdoors, too. It could be just because they're tired of putting them on, putting them off, putting on, putting them on. That's probably part of it. But once again, no one, I really didn't wear it anywhere, and no one said anything to me. No, none of the animals told me to wear a mask. None of the animals were wearing a mask. So that's, that's probably a step up from San Francisco. I think in San Francisco they're vaccinating and masking the animals at the shitty zoo they have there also. So that's just a little report from San Diego. I mean, it, like I said, it's um, – another thing is uh, I went down to the gas lamp district tonight. My hotel's not far from it. And I went down to the gas lamp. I've been to Little Italy. I've been to Coronado. I've been to the zoo. And tonight I went to the gas lamp district. And unfortunately, the gas lamp district reminded me too much of San Francisco. Not so much in the way of homeless, although there were some homelessness, but in the amount of stores and restaurants that are totally gone that were obviously killed by the lockdowns, the California lockdowns, which obviously struck San Diego pretty hard in that one area, not as widespread 
as uh, as San Francisco or Los Angeles, but or New York, but in the gas lamp district, which is a very touristy area. So this is what really is the common denominator for a lot of cities, is that the touristy areas, the restaurants and hotels, have been absolutely, totally destroyed. And of course, that's the fault of Gavin Newsom. And what are they doing? They want to make travel even more restrictive. They want to make you have to take a test 24 hours before you come into the country. Now, no one really wants to do that. Think about that. We've talked about this before. But you leave the country and you have to come back and you've paid, you know, $2,500 for your round-trip flight because it's international, especially if you're going to Europe or, you know, Scandinavian countries or Asia, very expensive. And maybe you have a family, so you spend five, seven, ten grand. The hotels are two, three hundred a night. And you somehow rush and go crazy and get that 24-hour test, 24 hours ahead of time. Still don't know how that's done on a mass basis. I'm sure it's not as easy as some people think it is. But uh, you get that 24-hour test, and it comes out positive. Now, of course, it could be a real positive. It could be a false positive. doesn't matter. It's a positive, which means you can't fly until you get a negative test, which could take, what, two days, three days, five days, seven days? Who knows? What if you get a second false positive? Now, what do you do? Your flight's in 18 hours. You can't leave the country. You can't come back here, which I, I, I contest is unconstitutional. I don't think you can tell an American citizen they can't come back into their own country unless they have some kind of a test or medical procedure. I'm absolutely sure it's unconstitutional and it should be challenged. But let's say that's just the way it is right now because people just lay down and take it. So you have to come so you have to come back and you can't come back. What do you do? You think the airlines are going to give you your money back? Yeah? You think the airlines are going to give you a flight? They're just going to say, oh, we'll give you a flight two days later. Then if you have to cancel that, sure, we'll give you – and not charge you anything for this? Not charge you these huge fees for last-minute flights? And what about a hotel? What about a hotel? Where do you stay? How do you know how many days you're going to stay? How much money do you have to spend? Another three, five, seven hundred thousand on a hotel? How many of the people are you? You have your family with you? You have to cancel them where the kid's going to go home and you're not? Look, look at how stupid this is. But this is what they're doing. They're killing tourism. And so that's once again going to kill tourist areas in our major cities. And because it's done on a federal level by that ratchety old creep Biden, all even Republican cities are going to be affected by this. The whole country is going to be affected by this. Small businesses, restaurants, stores, uh, hotel chains, big chains, small chains, family-owned mom-and-pop motels, all of them, all of them are affected by this. As the economy continues to slip and slide into third-worldism because of this stupid travel restrictions that have no common sense with them because the vaccines, as we know, let's all say it together. And I think we're going to do this every show. The vaccines don't – What? Together, the vaccines don't stop transmission. The vaccines don't stop transmission. The vaccines don't stop transmission. So you old fool in the White House, you satanic creep Fauci, the vaccine passports and mandates are useless. They are just punitive. Period. So yes, the gas lamp district here has suffered. It's actually very depressing because I went to Coronado, which you know is very upscale, and they had no problems there. But they're not, you know, a lot more money there. And they're not as touristy as the gas lamp district and all these downtown areas of these major cities that have really suffered with disgustingly boarded-up restaurants, shops, and hotels. And it's incredibly depressing to see that. Along with, of course, crime shooting up in many Democrat-run cities mostly. So it's a total shit show. A total freaking shit show. You know, 
you know, there's this more, this this whole idea of, uh, oh, by the way, Dr. McCullough, I think I mentioned Dr. Pina McCullough. He was on with Joe Rogan a couple of weeks ago um, talking about how leaders intentionally hid COVID treatment so people would be more willing to get the jab. And by the way, 40 million views, 40 million views and listeners, four zero, which makes you believe that's the two million more than my last show. I had 38 million, <laughs> uh, which makes you believe people are waking up, hopefully. Hopefully this is waking people up. New York City is seeing a rise against uh, fascist regimes also. This, we're getting a lot of protests in New York City finally happening. It's been taking a long time, a depressingly long time in my home city for people who usually don't take a lot of shit to take this shit for 20 months. But it looks like they're finally, finally, uh, they're finally waking up. Uh, San Francisco, by the way, some more restaurants are going to be going into a self-imposed lockdown in the next week or so. So due to their vaccinated employees testing positive. So let me ask London Breed and Gavin Newsom here. The, the vaccinated employees, the employees that had to be vaccinated, you said we should vaccinate employees and people need vaccine passports to keep places open and to keep everyone safe when once again, what? The vaccines don't stop the transmission. Anyway, what happened? What happened? They're closing anyway because their employees that are all vaccinated are testing positive. Because what? Why? Vaccines don't stop transmission. Very good. If we can only get it into the thick, shit-lib brains of Gavin Newsom and London Breed, who you know, I think they do know, but they can't wait for all these businesses to fail because then their buddies in real estate are going to buy it up. They're going to buy up all these spaces, the real estate developers that they're in the back pockets of, these scum politicians, these scumbag politicians, and they love it because they know in the months and years ahead, Eventually, the real estate industry will boom. Their friends in the real estate industry will make billions off of all these small businesses that close down. And who the hell wants to open a small business now anyway if you're in a city like San Francisco? Would you want to open up a small business if you were in a city like San Francisco or New York? Of course not. But those big-time realtors are going to buy it up. And who knows what? They'll, they'll rent it out to another drugstore or a bank or build another luxury building. And who will make out? London Breed, Gavin Newsom. These people give to their campaigns. They give a lot of money to their campaigns. A lot of money to their campaigns. Just like a lot of these doctors are in the back pockets of Big Pharma. They make a lot of money off Big Pharma. Their friends make a lot of money in Big Pharma. Big Pharma does well. They do well. This is the conflict of interest that is so disgusting. That is criminal. That's why I believe these people should be in jail. Not only should be thrown out of office, they should be locked up. They should be locked up. And in the case of someone like Tony Fauci, with all the people he's hurt and killed, I think a jury, I think a jury should give him the death penalty. And I'm against the death penalty, but not for, not for scum like Anthony Fauci, who's hurt and killed so many gay men in the 80s and 90s. So many gay men for 15, 20 years didn't have to die, died because of Anthony Fauci. And the same has happened with COVID over the last two years. Anthony Fauci should go in front of a jury and the jury should give him the death penalty. Absolutely. Through a court of law. We're not talking about kangaroo justice. You know, Fauci likes to scream whenever he thinks he's been threatened. Oh, my God. Refuel must be canceled. Everyone's threatening me. Oh, my God. Everyone wants to get me. It's all about me. No, no. I'm talking about through a justice system. This man should be prosecuted for what he's done. Prosecuted and punished to the fullest extent of the law. They all should be. 
and they should. In the, if I ran things, if this was Mike's world, all these politicians, all these doctors that you want to see on TV, they should have to disclose their conflicts of interest. They should have to disclose how much money they get from realtors, how much money they get from big pharma, how many friends they have in the industry, how how much do their friends profit off of things they say and do, off of policies they influence. Absolutely 100%. Absolutely, because we know almost every one of these TV doctors, almost every one of those doctors you see on TV, they're loaded, their friends are loaded, they make big money off Big Pharma, they have connections with Big Pharma, their friends that they hobnob with are in Big Pharma, and they're making billions off of these. Shit vaccines, Trump. Shit vaccines, Donald. Shit. Fake news. They're not... The word vaccines is fake news. They're not vaccines. These aren't vaccines. They're not vaccines at all. They are, at best, very temporary therapeutics. They're very temporary therapeutics that wear off after, what, 30 days now? 30 days? They said 90 days. Well, they said they'd never wear off. Then they said six months. Then they said three months. Now we're looking at about a month. You're going to have to get a jab, a booster, every month. Every month. Because it's garbage. It's like water. Hopefully. That's actually the best case scenario for most people that it's like water and that it just wears off and goes away. Because we know in the short term we had myocarditis, we have young people dropping dead in record numbers. Every day now I'm opening up the news and I'm seeing another 30-year-old athlete getting a heart attack or a 20-year-old athlete dying or a 50-year-old in perfect shape dying. That director, uh, Valet, 58 58, great shape. He was like an athlete. Died in his sleep. Had a heart attack. All of them. Record numbers. Record numbers. Is anyone talking about it? Absolutely not. No, perfectly normal. This is the normal amount of young, healthy people that die every year. Mike, don't be a conspiracy theorist. Sure. Sure, 100 hockey players get heart issues and die every year. Well, don't you always hear about 100, uh, I'm sorry, soccer players, 100 soccer players every year dying? I, it's not a commonplace, commonplace. What are you talking about? Nothing to see here, baby. Nothing to see here. Someone showed me a very disturbing video out of New York um, who, where this little boy was eating with his family in a restaurant. There's a couple of stories I want to get in here before the end of this show. Uh, and the police, the NYPD, came in and, and chased him out, totally distraught. The kid was like six, seven years old, totally distraught because he didn't have his vaccine papers because the kid wasn't vaccinated. They came in. He could not eat there because he wasn't vaccinated. They, they threw the whole family out. The kid was in tears. This is what we're doing. This is the sickness. This is like Nazi stormtroopers. These, these are Nazi stormtroopers. It's absolutely disgusting. And yes, we see progressives love it. You know, progressives, let me tell you, the last two years have shown with my progressive friends how full of shit they are, what, what hypocrites they are. We're talking about people who were totally against Big Pharma. The Big Pharma was the most evil entity in the world. Now they love Big Pharma so much, they promote which vaccine team they're on. Team Moderna, Team Pfizer, Team Johnson & Johnson. How did that one go? How sick. And they're such great environmentalists, yet they don't give a shit that they're throwing masks all over the place. I see masks littered in the street. Masks are going into the ocean, polluting the oceans, killing wildlife. These great liberal environmentalists. Oh, they're such hypocrites. Such disgusting hypocrites. Disgusting hypocrites. Someone said they were at a theater show, Nutcracker in San Francisco, and uh, 
<laughs> some kid was there, and they were bothered, they bothered the kid because they only he only had the kid only had like a jab. Some six year old only had one jab instead of two, and they moved them to a special area for the one jab people. This is how sick people. This is how sick San Francisco is. This is how sick these Democrats are. These liberals. They're so sick. I mean, there's not even it's not a political. It's not a political theory anymore. It's sickness. It's absolute sickness. Alan Dershowitz is another one. Uh, I'm going to close with uh, old Dersh. Uh, he's on uh, Fox and he's talking about Tutu and he has to get in out of nowhere. The segment wasn't even about Tutu. And yet he says, well, no, Desmond, look, we can't forget Desmond Tutu was an anti-Semite. He did a lot of great things, but he was a horrible anti-Semite. Now, here's a guy who's so obsessed with anti-Semitism. He's, he's, he's obsessed with anti-Semitism the way Joy Reid is obsessed with racism. She sees racism and everything. Alan Dershowitz sees anti-Semitism every chance he gets. Yet this guy gleefully promotes. He wrote a book promoting vaccine mandates. He gleefully promotes fascists and racists and, yes, anti-Semitic because many Hasidic Jews and many blacks are not vaccinated. So it's racist. It's anti-Semitic. He supports the vaccine passports, the mandates. You know why? He's a hypocrite because he's a selfish, scared old man. He's a selfish, scared boomer. And that's all it comes down to. That's why he'll say, at least blue in the face, is not the same thing as Nazi Germany. It's not the same thing as Nazism. It's not the same thing as Hitler. But yes, it is. Of course it is. We all know it is. It's the same mindset. It's the same mindset. If he can get rid of the unvaccinated, he would. If he could put them in camps, he would. Just like Fauci, if he could put them in camps where they're doing in Australia, he would do it. Because he's a scared Old man. Scared old man. You know, a scared old man can be a scared old man if they want. But don't you dare influence my life. Don't you dare tell me what to do. You over-the-hill creep, Dershowitz. Okay, well, I think the next show you'll hear me from should be back in San Francisco unless I I get one of those canceled flights from all those 100% totally triple, quadruple vaxxed pilots and flight attendants. Anyway... This has been Unless Be Heard. I'm Micah Chopley, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening.